Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Certain narratives that have overtaken the NBA conversation over the course of the last couple of months. One, the Clippers can come back from anything. Two, Chris Paul can't get to the finals. Last night, both of those were absolutely proven to not be true. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jason Fitz sitting with Keyshawn Johnson, Monica McNutt. Everybody, good morning. How are we all doing on this fantastic Thursday? All of our guests are going to join us on the Goodyear Hotline, by the way. And uh, guys, I mean, obviously last night we had all eyes on L.A. And for the second time in this year's playoffs, the Staples Center saw the home team eliminated by the Suns. As the Suns went in last night and actually, I mean, just destroyed the Clippers through the process of a what 130-103 to 103 win key. It was everything that I think a lot of us wanted for Chris Paul, and it was a great moment to see him get this shine. Well, it- <clears throat> Hold on, time out. Good morning, Fitz. Good oh, morning. I, I just go straight into it. He jumped like, morning. he was like, good morning, and then was like, boom. Morning, well, I mean, that's, you know, I take the coaching. You know, we're coached to get it's right funny. into things. That's what I do around here, Listen, Monica. Come I like, on. I like yeah, a little good is, morning. Oh, gee, yeah. like, good morning. <laughs> how, how, how you doing? Good. Yeah? Good um, morning. Good morning. It's a little cooler than it was yesterday. Okay. <laughs> you know, yesterday was, yesterday was about the hundred. Yes, it was. It was, yeah. It was, it was. I walked from one end to the next and got a little tan, as you could tell, a little darker. <laughs> and so, uh, but no, it was, it was, uh, everything's been good. The, the studio is nice and cool for you, though. We feel, we feel good about the temperature in here. Fitz, do you like, do you like a cold, cold studio? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm a sweater. So yeah, I prefer that. Right, yeah, well, definitely. I just yeah. bring my layers. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew from watching enough that he's always in a hoodie that I, I brought a little, like, I knew it was going to be chilly in here, but I'll take that. I need that 65. Okay. For sure. And I need it breezy, and I need it coming. Ice. I right? like that. It's, it's part of your personality. So, you know, back to the CP3, the Clippers, the whole deal, the Suns. You know, I, I, when the basketball season first started and, and uh, you thought about it, there was a couple guys that had been in the league for a very long time that deserved – to have an opportunity, and that would be CP3 along with Carmelo. Well, Carmelo didn't get that opportunity. CP3 is going to get the opportunity. So, Fitz, you, you got to look at it and say what he has done for the Suns and that organization and those young players, a guy who scores 41 points, eight boards, and, and three steals, when you look at what he was able to do, 14 points down the stretch out of their 16, it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's like – Guys like that, it's hard to describe what they mean to an organization. It's not all about the stat line. A lot of people look at the stat line so much and say, well, this player is good because of that. No, that player is really good and great because when he walks into the building, things change. And I think it changed for the Suns when they got him in the building. Yes, last year – 8-0 8-0 run in the bubble, whatever. That, you know, whatever. Literally, whatever. Right? Right, Monica? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, what, that was cute. That Bye. was cute. Bye. Mm-hmm. It's about what he was able to do despite all the adversity, as he mentioned, throughout his career and leading up to this point. Well, and Monica, I, I, I talked to you last night on Spain and Fitz. And Why one of the you? Things, oh, you was on the show. Yeah, I mean, 
Okay. But I just, we, we were working last night. I was working last night. You know, some of us are grinders. Like, you're the starting wide receiver. Like, you're the, then, I'm, I'm exactly. the practice squad guy Hello? just trying to get my run. Key. That's it's all I'm true. trying to do. I was just saying, I didn't know you did a show last night. Yeah. That means you're working hard. I'm trying. Because when I'm, you said I'm talking to her last night, I was going to say, well, I want to be in the conversation too, ain't no, y'all. Ain't nobody leaving you out. We okay. got you. Right. We, we got so, you. I asked you last night uh-huh. on Spain and Fitz, we talked a little bit about, like, is it in your mindset that you know the Clippers can always come back? I thought it was really significant last night that when the Clippers were making a run, Chris Paul was the guy that came out and just answered that run. I mean, there's a moment there where the veteran came in and was like, no, this isn't going to happen on my watch. I think that's significant. And we also talked about the course of this entire playoff run for the Suns and Chris Paul. In particular, what, Denver, um, Dallas, not Dallas, Clippers played Dallas. But each series, he's had those moments where he was that guy, the confident closer guy. I didn't think when he came back from COVID in this series that he quite had the right rhythm about himself, but last night he returned back to form. And so he's hitting up those mid-range shots, he's hitting those threes, getting and ones on three-point shots. That is the tangible leadership that obviously puts this team over the hump. But I just think you listen to the way that the rest of that team talks about him. And he, if Chris Paul is 36, the average age of the rest of those starters has to be, what, 25 maybe-ish? And so there's such a gap. There's such a, a tremendous amount of respect there. Um, and it was honestly like the perfect situation. I kept saying last year that we can't take for granted that Tom Brady was add go to the Bucks, add water, and Tom Brady, and it was the Super Bowl. Like I, we don't know if Phoenix is going to win the finals. I would take Phoenix over both teams remaining in the East personally, but it doesn't happen this easy all the time. Like this is really something to savor and marvel. And it's, you can't help but root for Chris Paul considering it, his playoff history. Everything is is a break. Mm-hmm. You get the right break, yeah. in the right situation. Like they, Monty, the whole thing though. All that the whole thing. They ran into the right situation with the Lakers. Right, they they run into a wounded mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. that, and they just take care of them. They they went in L.A. Obviously, clearly, they took care of the Clippers, and and they they I think they beat they beat the Clippers what three times at uh, Staples. I don't. I, 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 think, up, yeah. I think it's been. I think it was three times at Staples. They took care of business against the Clippers. So you just look at it, and but even in that key, right? Chris Paul, your leader, misses two games of the series with COVID, and they don't miss a beat. And to me, that almost speaks more to what he was able to instill in this group throughout the course of the season that you guys can carry on in my absence. Absolutely, because I've given you something Mm -hmm. to lean on in my absence. You know, and now it's like a father to a kid. Exactly. Where and I'm not calling them kids. His sunshines. It's it's just one of those deals where I've 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 given you some tools. Now I'm gone for a little bit. I need you to carry on until I get back. And Monica mentioned game three when he came back that things was the pace the pace was much slower. I think at that point in time, you know, when you had 11 days to lay off in anything and you come back from it, you got to kind of pick your way and find your way through to figure out. Okay, this is. This is what's going on. And I think that's what got caught up in game three with him coming back from the COVID situation. And, you know, it's just I'm happy for him, man. I really am because so much was said about his career prior to getting it done last night. It's now the conversation is going to shift Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. what is Chris Paul. 
CP3's 41.9 is our overnight delivery brought to you by USPS. Business is changing and USPS is changing with it. Find out how at usps.com slash new routes. The United States Postal Service, priority you. Let's hear from Chris Paul. This is him after the game with Rachel Nichols. Damn good. It's been a lot of work, man. A lot of work. Going to a new team. Everybody staying, of course. That team fight hard. T. Lou, unbelievable coach. Chauncey Billups. My big brother, so many ties to that team. But damn, this feels good. Chris, in this game, there was a point the Clippers cut it to seven. You then scored 14 of 16 points on your way to 41 for the game. What kind of mission were you on? Don't lose. Don't lose mission. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that feel good. I wish my son and my family come down here. I don't know, man. It's just a lot of emotions, a lot of injuries. I was getting an MRI yesterday on my wrist. A lot of shit going on. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just want to get over there with my team, Rach. <laughs> Respect. Appreciate you. I love the fact that he apologized. Also just slid in there that he had the MRI on the wrist, something that bit. not of us knew. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, another revelation, uh, obviously. So that's just the beginning of what we're going to see in the NBA Finals. Tonight we'll talk about uh, – or tonight we'll see the team the Suns will face in the NBA Finals – both of them facing huge question marks. We'll tell you about it next. KJZ on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Breaking news from the NBA. No structural damage to Buck star Giannis Antetokounmpo's left knee. Now we get a chance to see Chris Middleton, the opportunity for him to carry and feel the big shoes of Giannis, who's been the horse that they've rode throughout all games. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. On ESPN Radio, Keyshawn Johnson sitting with Monica McNutt, who's in for Jay Will. I'm Jason Fitz, in for Zubin. So, you know, Monica, I feel like this is fun. Like, Monica and I have hung out. Like, we've worked together, yeah. but we've never, like, been in the same room together. So, this feels, you know, this feels, I feel kind of cool. Well, because like, of the COVID situation. Yeah, well, you know, that's just the way it's worked out. And, and Key, like, I, you know, I feel like we've got... We've got so much bestie with, because of the Raider love. Like, by the end of this, we're going to be kumbaya and holding hands coming out of Seaport. Like, it's going to be so awkward for you. I get so along with everybody, me. man. Hey, did, was this show ever uh, virtual? Were y'all always in studio? Did y'all survive in the studio through COVID? Did y'all have to work? 
We went home for probably a month, maybe. Okay. Yeah, so maybe a month. I think we were at home. It's nice that outside's open again, guys, safely. And then we were doing some stuff up in Bristol. We were kind of like all over the map a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, at least we're all together here in this moment. And uh, obviously tonight, we've talked a little bit about what happened last night. Tonight uh, is all about the Bucks taking on Atlanta and the war of attrition that the NBA playoffs have become. And so all eyes will be on what the status of Giannis is. We'll get you a little straight talk here brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. That comes from Bucks coach Mike Budenholzer when he was asked about the status of Giannis. And he gave us a very blunt answer. Whatever the release set is, is what it is. Doubtful. At some point, you got to pull the trigger and make a decision. And, um, you know, we'll probably do that. And then we'll probably tell you we don't know who we're playing and starting and all that. And and then, you know, a tip off or whenever you guys will get it. And it's kind of the normal routine. We should have our medical director come and speak to you. You guys got the, the bomb, the coach to talk to you. So I think it'd just be best to, to leave it at he's questionable. And Giannis is going to do everything he can to be available. Now that's some straight talk, straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Should be noted, as far as is we it? knew, he was doubtful, but Coach just said he's questionable, so... Is it, Fitz? I was just, is that straight talk, or is that just trolling? I mean, I, I part of me is like, mm, you're not going to tell us, we get it. But the other part of me is say less and say that you're not going to tell us. Like, don't try to be cute about media members trying to do whatever it is that we do. I don't know. I kind of like the, the, like, hey, we're not going to tell you so anything and go all the way up to I Would we not receive this message differently if it wasn't Budenholzer? Like, you know, Coach Bud doesn't necessarily have the cool factor or, you know, the benefit of the doubt right now. Everybody is just one foot out the door with him for what every time they lose a game, it's, oh my God, the Bucks are done, which is only funny to me because they've been down 0 2 and 0 1 at different times in these playoffs. And they've adjusted and come back. But we don't give any credit for the Bucks' ability to come back while we do for the Clippers. I don't I'm just know, saying. I don't know if they're hmm. I don't know yeah. if they're down and they're gonna be out of it because Giannis is doubtful or not doubtful and probable and not probable and all the different little thingies. I don't I don't know. But what I can say is if Giannis doesn't play and Trey Young plays, then Atlanta will take game five. That's what I can bet on. Go ahead, go ahead, and go past Game Five. Talk to me about the series. Uh, if yeah, it's a wrap, though. If Giannis don't get back in it, facts. If if Giannis don't get back in it, Monica, it's over with. It, it especially if Trey Young plays. Facts. I am almost willing to go if both superstars are out. I I take the Hawks over the Bucks. Maybe. I, I'm almost but, there. But at what point do we have to look at the rest of the mill? Like, we look at the Bucks roster like it's Giannis and a bunch of trash, and it isn't. I mean, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are being paid for a reason. And I don't just mean, like, let me say that again. They're getting paid. A big pay. I'm like, with you. $160 and $177.5 million, respectively. Like, that's not, hey, you can lose a series to a bunch of guys not named Trey Young money. Like, that's, you can go out and win a series money, isn't it? Yeah, it, it it is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had this conversation mm-hmm. with, with Jay Will the other day and, and this sort of kind of conversation came up. The problem is when you haven't done it before, it's very difficult to do. And what I mean by that is when you got a LeBron James and Kevin Durant, th- those guys have carried teams by themselves, right? Chris Middleton and Drew have not. So if you're asking them all of a sudden to play a role that they've never played before, it's very difficult to do. You look at Paul George, when they lost Kawhi, he stepped up. 
But he was the long ranger to a degree in Indy when he was mm-hmm. with the Pacers. Mm-hmm. So he understood that role. I don't know if a guy who in Middleton has been somewhat of your closer while Giannis is still giving you 30-plus and however many boards and blocks and assists, and he's closing in the end, where are you going to get all of that that Giannis is leaving behind from? Just from it, who? Not even just the production from Giannis, although that's a, I think that's a great point. The way that defenses have to account for Giannis yeah. opens up everything for Middleton and Holiday if they're going off. I don't know that those two – I even think back to Holiday in New Orleans, right, when DeMarcus Cousins was an all-star, like that unit, uh, uh, AD was still out there. I don't know – that those two can account for defenses being able to double them, right, or run two at them. And then is the rest of that supporting cast going to hit shots consistently enough? Are they going to cut consistently enough? Are they playing off enough so that we're making defenses pay for those adjustments? So, I, yeah, I don't the, – the Hawks feel a lot like Golden State feels or felt when they hit the scene. Not that they're about to be the dynasty that the Warriors were, but in terms of a young team with a signature style, length – shooting, the Hawks are going to do what they're going to do, and you're not going to, very rarely are you going to question their effort and confidence when they hit the floor. But let me counter that. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, by the way, presented by Progressive Insurance. Jason Fitz in for Zubin, Monica McNutt in for Jay Williams. We're talking to Keyshawn Johnson, obviously. Uh, obviously. Let, me, let, let me counter this a little bit, guys, because I agree with everything you're saying, but most of what you just said, Monica, was said 48 hours ago about the Hawks and why without Trey Young, there wasn't going to be the ability to replace the scoring, and the guys wouldn't be able to have the open looks that thought because Milwaukee would be able to counter their defense with less weapons and key I would counter and say this isn't the Bucks taking on a LeBron type led team this is a young Hawks team that doesn't have that person that they can look at and say well he's had to be the LeBron through the playoffs either so both of but those I situations think, they do. I, and I almost think that actually plays to the Hawks benefit because the Hawks are – they played team basketball in that win, right? Lou Williams came in, had a signature game in a playoff, one of his best playoff performances to date. But I don't even know that you need that. Bogdanovich can shoot the lights out of the basketball. If Gallo is on in terms of shooting, the, Cam Reddish is back on the floor defending like he was giving Chris Middleton fits. You know what I mean? What, to me, if both superstars were unavailable moving forward, and this comes down to coaching, based on this season, I think Nate McMillan is going to have an edge in terms of Bud because of the length, size, and what I think the Hawks are able to do on the defensive side of the ball. I just have, I have trust issues with the Bucks. To your point, we probably should put them in the category with the Clippers a little bit more. I think when and, and she, mentioned, <clears throat> she mentioned Lou Williams, and, and so when you look at Lou Williams as a starter, you sit there and go, huh? but as a second-unit guy, he's, he's, that's what he's – He's the second-unit guy who's going to fill it up. He just happened to start and fill it up in that particular playoff game. And then when you talk about Bondanovich, he's healthy again, so he's going to knock down the shots. And they're going to spread the floor. If you add Trey Young to the mix, they're young and they're exciting, but they also understand each other as a unit. And then you say Nate McMillan with experience, both in playoffs and in coaching, Mm -hmm. that goes a long ways. Well, you got another coach on the other side, and Coach Bud, who's stressed out right now. People are calling for his head, and he doesn't have his star player. They lose Giannis, although Giannis started off game four shooting threes and airballing them. So that told you right then and there it wasn't <laughs> going to be a good game for him. So it, it's, it's a situation I think Atlanta can, can win. Chris Middleton probably will have a good game tonight because it's at home. We've seen his – 
road luck, how he shoots on the road, both in the net series as well as in this Hawk one. So I think Atlanta, I think Atlanta can win it. I don't know that they will at home tonight. I mean, at, in, in Milwaukee tonight. I think Milwaukee will take and have the edge. We'll see how it plays out tonight, obviously. Uh, coming up next, a bunch of college buddies getting together in Vegas. So what's the big deal? We'll tell you what the big deal is after Key tells you about Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some straight talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do. But the free Wi-Fi where you're working isn't going to cut it. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third base. Not good. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with Straight Talk Unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month, all on America's largest, most dependable networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise, compatible device required. See straighttalk.com for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? And as far as Key goes and the diva, Key, you're so diva, it's more like Kiva should be your new name. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ball with the basketball out near midcourt. Going to wind it down. Six on the shot clock. Staring down Morris Senior. Through his legs. Pulls up for three. Oh, stop it! CP3 hotter than fish grease. Looking at the sellout crowd here at Staples Center. Ready to pop his collar and say, how do you like me now? Mark Jones on ESPN Radio on the call. Sports Center right now. The Clippers have been eliminated in the Western Conference Finals to the Phoenix Suns in six games. Paul led all players with 41 points, the second most in a playoff game by a player 36 or older in NBA history. Paul will now play in his first NBA Finals game in the 1,214th game of his career. That's the second latest into a player's career to appear in their first Finals game behind only Kevin Willis. Giannis Antetokounmpo next up listed as doubtful for Game 5. An MRI on Wednesday shows no structural damage in the left knee of the Bucks star after awkwardly landing during Game 4 on Tuesday. He's listed as doubtful for Game 5 tonight with the series tied 2-2. Milwaukee's outlook largely depends on the health of Giannis. If he were to miss the rest of the postseason, 
PPI says the Bucks' chances to win their first NBA title since 1970-71 would drop from 48% to 23%. I still have no idea how they calculate that. Coverage of Game 5 on ESPN Radio starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. And lastly, anchor down. Mississippi State throws a combined one-hitter against Vandy, who is seeking a second straight national championship. It was not to be. Mississippi State wins their first NCAA championship in school history. They get the 9-0 win. In, their, in the College World Series. Sports Center presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. I love that music so much. It makes me realize how... Close I am to becoming irrationally excited about this NFL season. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Monica McNutt in for J. Will. I'm Jason Fitz. I'm in for Zubin. We're sitting with Keyshawn Johnson. And you know what? I knew when I was going to have the opportunity to kumbaya with Key that we'd have to talk about the Raiders. My beloved Raiders. Uh, I, I, yes, I have a Raiders tattoo as part of my tattoo. And my fandom runs deep. So did any you chance. Did bet? How did that happen? No, I played the national anthem for him before a game on the fiddle. And so my right arm is my moments I'm proudest of in my life. So it's the Raiders outline of the shield with the American flag. That, oh, that's actually very. I, I'm happy for you. Well, I love you know, that for it's, you. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's fine. Uh, so, Key, obviously, every time I can talk to you about the Raiders, I want to. And uh, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams have given us reason to. Is Derek Carr, who, frankly, will praise everybody anytime he gets the chance, made it clear that he would love to play with Devontae Adams. And if uh, Devontae Adams hits the open market, he'd go on a full press to try and get him to come out to Vegas. And that means that Devontae Adams, obviously, is going to be asked about it. This is what he said to ABC 30 about if he wants to play with Derek Carr. Obviously, I love Derek to death. We got a, a great friendship, and um, we still communicate really, really consistently. He's one of my one of my best friends. So, um, obviously, it'd be a dream uh, to be able to play with him. But uh, you know, I'm a Packer now, so uh, until that point uh, where we make that decision, I guess we just gotta we'll see what happens. All right, Key Wide Receiver Talk here. Translate that to me. What's it mean? Um. Well, I'm a, I want to play for the Raiders. Is what it means. <laughs> I grew up in the Bay Area, and I have an opportunity maybe next year if I don't get franchise tag to go play for the Raiders because I understand with all that being said that Derek Carr is an ex-teammate at Fresno State of Devontae Adams, but Devontae Adams has already been to the mountaintop. He, he's had the, the finest thing in the school. He's had all that already. With Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr may not even be there next year. He may not even be a Raider next year. We don't know. You know, he certainly believes that he would retire if he wasn't a Raider. But I think there's a couple things that's going on. Devontae Adams is getting out in front of his contract early to let the Green Bay Packers front office know that, hey, I got my eyes set on another team and another girl that looks pretty good to me that happens to live in Las Vegas and play for the Raiders. So if y'all don't start to address my contract issue, then I can create problems too. See? See me? Look. That's what he's saying. Because he's mentioning and talking about a quarterback and a team, and he's using our friendship to be able to talk about that and sending that little bit of message. In the end, he says, well, you know, we'll see. I'm a Packer for now. 
So he's, he's, he's playing a little bit of game. That's, that's okay. That's where it's at. Monica, how much does it like, from an athlete standpoint, how much you want to play with your friends or how much you just want to get paid? Paid over friends. <laughs> I think paid over friends. I'm trying to get paid over friends. Unless my friends are in a position to actually win, and I don't know that Devontae Adams becoming a Raider puts him in a position to win. Now, listen, we got to see if Aaron Rodgers is returning, is Jordan Love formidable, all of that good stuff. But I'm definitely choosing my bag over playing with my friends. We can go on vacation together when I get paid. No, but he's going to get the bag. He'll, okay. He's going to get the bag anyway. If, if he was able to somehow wrestle his way away from Green Bay next year, He's going to get the money from anywhere. Anybody's going to pay him. That's not the issue. And if he was made a decision that the Raiders was a destination that he wanted, what, what will the Raiders look like? Is Carr going to be the quarterback? Is John Gruden coming back after a dismal season again this year? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Are we already calling a dismal season? I mean, this was a top 10 scoring <laughs> offense last year and a dismal defense. They make a change at defensive coordinator. It's that time where we can all be poly positive. Uh, Key, uh, uh, let me be positive about how it. Many DC, <laughs> What's going no, on? No, I know, but how many DCs have they gone through since John's been there? 753, roughly, but that, uh, don't Google it. That's not an exact number. No, you're right. They've gone through three, uh, three. DCs, right? Uh, yeah. uh, they're, they're on the third DC. Bradley's the second DC, right? No, Rob Marinelli took over. No, Rob Marinelli was just a, well, he he was interim at the well, end I of the year last that. year. Okay. I mean, I I count that. Okay, right when you count an interim head coach, oh, this guy's been this is his fifth head coach in two years, right? They do that. So the defense, obviously, for the Raiders have was certainly a problem. The offense at times dink and dunk to score points. It's the typical John Gruden West Coast system. Nothing's changed. I just don't know. If you can keep uh, uh, broken promises to Raider fans, and I bring that up because I know we look at the ten-year, hundred million-dollar deal, it's, it's, it hurts. You know, God. and say to ourselves, "Well, you gave him a ten-year deal. You really think that the ten-year deal don't have an out in there somewhere? Of course it does. No owner's just gonna hand the dude a check, no matter how silly you might think the owner is. They're just not doing that. At some point, you have to produce and get wins." You just do. That does speak to the general perception, which in fairness for a lot of Raiders fans is that Mark Davis would just do anything. And I think he's been underestimated several times as an owner. Nobody thought he could get a new stadium for free. He did. Nobody thought he could reload it and locate the team. He did. Nobody thought he could get Gruden there in the first place. So maybe we're underestimating Mark Davis in this process. But you're also talking about the Raiders, frankly, like they're coming off a 4-12 and season. This is not Jamarcus Russell's Raiders. At least they were an 8-18 eight eight last year that comes they in. 8-8 eight eight every damn year. I'll take I- that after years of three and thirteen, my yeah, God! But then, well, but then, at what point do you turn the corner? So I, I will tell you this: is very true. I'm just speaking from a fan standpoint. I, this is I remember. Here I remember KJZ. a very specific game that Keyshawn remembers uh, very specifically too. I remember after the Raiders lost the Super Bowl. Oh, and, did they? Oh, uh, yeah. I was sitting there with my buddies who had drank all my beer and left my house, and I had nothing left in there other than my sadness. And I said to one of my friends at the time, because the Raiders kept losing in the playoffs every year during that Rich Gannon era, and I said, you know what? I'd rather not even make the dang playoffs Shouldn't than watch this. I said that out loud, and it's my fault. I mean, Shouldn't since then, the Raiders haven't said. won a single playoff game, there's only been one. Well, here's what I would 17 say. years. Here's what I would say. I still never understand why they got rid of Jack Del Rio and Reggie McKenzie. Me either. I'll never understand that. That's just, you know, I kind of understand that. I kind of know, you know, why they did it, but I'll never understand it. When you had Carr and Jack Del Rio, 
First of all, they would have been good had Derek Carr not hurt his ankle. Or was it his, his ankle? His leg. Right? His yeah. leg. He was playing in an MVP level. They go to Houston. They lose to a young Deshaun Watson playoff team. And, and, Spicy. You know. That With their third-string quarterback, they yeah, lost that game. what was the dude's name that played quarterback? Con- that, was it Connor uh, Cook, the Michigan, Michigan Was it Connor State Cook? Cook? It was somebody who wasn't him. very good. And then they come back. They have a lousy year. Then all of a sudden, Jack DeRio's gone. In comes John Gruden. I wouldn't have made that change if I was running the team. I would have figured out how to retool the situation along with Reggie McKenzie because they were selecting players and doing the right things at that point in time. John wanted to blow it up. He blew it up. He wanted it his way, which is fine. Since having it his way, they start off hot, and then they, they get you one little win a year, whether it's a Kansas City or somebody. You go, oh, my God, they're on their way. And then, again, they break your heart. I don't see where anything will be different this year or next year if this was the same group kept together, especially in a division with Patrick Mahomes and an emerging uh, I almost called them the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. And, and I don't disagree with a lot of that, Key. I do think one thing about the Derek Carr conversation is that every year we decide that this is the last year for Derek Carr. Fact is, the Raiders had the opportunity this season, the season before, the season before that, to draft a quarterback. They didn't. They've had the opportunity to go out and sign a quarterback. They didn't. Every time we talk about speculation around Carr, all they do is run it back with Carr, who, by the way, has an incredibly good uh, – he has a very good value he's contract. Good. So he's a good quarterback yes. with a good contract that they're year-to-year on this point. I don't know why we all think Carr's one foot out the door. I, I don't see the because Raiders pressing the reset when they haven't done it yet. Because it's John. Everybody goes off Coach Gruden. You got to think about his last coaching tenure prior to the Raiders. He went through like a bag of quarterbacks. You know how you go mm-hmm. through a bag of Cheetos? He went through a bag of quarterbacks. Golly. Every time you look up, <laughs> he was never satisfied with the quarterback. He was always complaining about quarterback, 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 quarterback. And in this situation with Carr, that's kind of – he's not complaining about him, but we know him enough to know that he – if he had an opportunity – he would go get another guy but, because that's just who he is. Yeah, I, that it, and it fits like Gruden, the TV person now, coach, like all that. It totally fits Gruden. But it is it is weird, Fits to your point, because Kai has made statements that have been a little bit of head scratchers in terms of his loyalty to the organization for on the back end to have a coach that has not necessarily said, this is my guy going forward, I am confident, right? Like we play it season by season. So I mm, – it's, it, the whole thing well, is just... I mean, no. Carr's also wired differently. He said after his rookie year, pretty openly, he almost got out of football altogether to go into ministry. So like, Yeah, he's a different... Like, he's, a diff- he's just different a different wired, different wired dude. I, I think the, the hard part about it is everybody... You mentioned Mahomes, and we know this in all sports. When you're in the same division as one of the best of the best... like it's be make, tough. Every year, you're going to be chasing Mahomes, but... Or, or, another, everybody's chasing Mahomes. Or right. you're going to be chasing Justin Herbert, who's chasing Mahomes. Or you're going to be chasing potentially Aaron Rodgers in the Denver Broncos, who's chasing Justin Herbert and Mahomes. So the division is going to get tougher depending on who goes to Denver at the quarterback spot. If Aaron Rodgers lands in Denver, now what? Is Aaron Rodgers sitting around in your mind with Devontae saying, hey, wait, here's what I'm – I'm thinking next year going to go here. Maybe we do this together. No, it's too premature. So, wait, but, but I'm glad you actually threw that Aaron Rodgers thing in. Does, you, you think he's going back for a second of his teammates? No, I don't I think, think he is. I don't think he will. Yeah, I don't think Green Bay is going to bend on it. Like, I, don't, I don't think he's been. The way Green Bay has handled this so publicly – 
I, I feel like the Packers are going to look at him and say, cool, you want to write us a 30-something million dollar check to go away because that's what he'd owe the organization if he chooses to retire. Other than that, they hold his rights. Like, it, depends on, it depends on how strongly he feels from the standpoint of disliking Mark Murphy, uh, the president, and, and Brian Gutekind, the general manager. How, how Is there really this dislike? Because when you dislike somebody and you check out, no amount of money can keep me there Yeah, but as a professional athlete. Conversely, if, you, if you think about basketball fits, what did James Harden tell the Houston Rock? Man, you keep that I $100 million. Yeah. I, You keep the $100 mm-hmm. million over two years. I want out. Listen, I think we're here. I think we are here in football. I, and I think Aaron Rodgers is the first guy to, to do it. I, see, I don't think we're here in football. I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to do it. But I think the way Mark Murphy has handled it, even being in the press being like, oh, he's an interesting dude or complicated, whatever. Like, you look at these things, to me, the Packers are dug in. And Jordan Love is not somebody they wanted to put on the field this year. So not if they can, early. Right. So if they can make Aaron Rodgers the bad guy, hey, we're forced to do this because he's walking away from the team. I mean, that feels like the approach the Packers are taking so publicly. Anything they get back for Aaron Rodgers now, if they were to trade him wouldn't even benefit them in this first year of Jordan Love being stuck in this like platform as the replacement for Aaron Rodgers so there's no win for Green Bay immediately which means there's no reason to actually trade him I I mean if I ran the Packers today as much as we can say it's a short-term thinking there's so much pride involved on both sides I don't know why I would trade him when it's not going to benefit me until long after the book is out on Jordan Love and whether or not he's any good well you 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 can maximize the value, no? the value mm-hmm. now versus later. And but I they know, could have done that before the draft, right? Key, like no, if they were going to do it. I'm hoping and I'm praying you still like me. Yeah, that, it hadn't gotten you, I, I understand. I messed up. Why don't you? I don't look at me in my eyes. Let's I've go to counseling to see you. Yeah, therapy. I, it, it's it's it. Please just hear me out. That's all I'm asking. I want you to just hear me out. Devontae misses you. We miss you in the building. We love you. Just please. But you're letting this divorce end really pretty where the Packers finally are like, I guess we'll take whoever we can get. I think this turns into an ugly divorce where the Packers are like, fine, if you're going to walk away from me after I offered counseling, I'm taking the house, I'm taking the dogs, I'm taking the cars, I'm taking the money, I'm taking the 401k, I'm taking it all. Like, that's you, where I think you, the Packers are. You may are. think you are taking it all. I, I, but in the end, mm-hmm. you're, only, you're, you're, you're going to get screwed yeah. because the value is right now mm-hmm. if you're going to move. And the value is not, the value is not after the season. Everybody thinks the value is after the season. He got a year off. He's fresh. He's fresh. He got a year off. No, Mm -mm. because there may be a guy that emerges. All of a sudden, this quarterback out of such and such state, he really looks good. We thought we wanted Aaron Rodgers, but we like that guy who's going to cost us a whole lot less than him, you know what? Never mind. But but stick with the breakup analogy for a second, because sure, what's the worst thing when you break up? It's watching your ex succeed with somebody else, right? Like so. In this picture too, no, you got the mine. chance. I ain't got, Here you go. You Just ain't go worried. With about, it. You ain't it. worried about the Packers. No. <laughs> I'm not go fall for that. One. Just stay, the, go ahead, finish. You, all right, Monica. You, we we got to you. tell me you're the Packers, and you're like, you know what? We're gonna trade him to Denver, and then he goes and wins a Super Bowl, and you're watching that all happen while you're struggling, and you're going six and but eleven this is in the your new fault. Mm. 
Mm. But this is your fault. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't feel good. But I'm with I'm with Key, and if you're going to move him, so you if move you see a picture of your ex with a just like the hey dog, I don't think about my ex. My ex don't exist. Okay, okay. It's the see name. that's what I'm sorry, saying. My bad. But you okay. told me to step back. My bad. My bad. You're right. I feel you. I'm now. just saying. Right. If you, you see that picture of for either of you, fine. If if somebody that you know, if your friend sees a picture of their ex and the ex is thriving, even if it's your fault, you're good still for them. Oh oh Shit. hey oh, hey, we thriving over here too. We not. Yeah, we're not, I'm not worried yeah, about you're, that. You're, you're presuming you're thriving. I'm presuming that without Aaron Rodgers, this is a six-win team with Jordan Love. I don't think and that's so. going to suddenly be dumped on as the problem because they drafted the wrong but guy. I don't want to take that me, chance. But to me, if you're not going to have Aaron Rodgers, again, get the trade value, eat this year. The Green Bay Packers are a respected enough organization that it will be well-documented. This yeah. thing got ugly. We got to take a year or two and bounce back and but rebuild. But if you but, hold him, I don't think it benefits you. But it's not ugly. To green, first of all, the Green Bay Packers have gone to two straight NFC Woo. championship mm-hmm. games. Two. Aaron Rodgers was underneath the center. But Aaron Rodgers wasn't stopping people on defense. But, but, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't running through the, the hole Aaron Jones was. Aaron Rodgers yeah, was delivering ta- the football, but Devontae Adams was catching it. But, but that, you can't have it both ways then. Aaron can't come out and say, I don't have what I need here to win a Super Bowl, and then say, oh, but, but we've I gone to two he, straight NFC here, championship but here, games. But here's what I would say. I've never had, I've never heard Aaron Rodgers say that. I've only heard the media say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have everything to win the Super Bowl. I've only heard the media say that. I've never I've never ever heard Aaron Rodgers say, "Well, we don't have anything." He clearly knows that they have players. They've drafted well and they've signed players that have helped them. They've drafted well and signed players that have helped I, them. I'll have to go back and look at it. I, I'm pretty sure after last year's draft, he at least said. Uh, no, I wish we said, would have used that pick on a what on a said, weapon. What he said is, I would have liked to have had maybe some communication about who they were drafting, and I thought we were going to go in a different direction. Is what he said, and and so people take that and say, well, they should have drafted the receiver. They, look at the year prior to that, what the receivers were able to do for a guy who threw forty five hundred yards. 26, 27 touchdowns in like five interceptions. All th- Where do you need help at? But that's all the more reason if I'm the Packers, I'm looking at you saying, hey, I apologize for whatever the, the what communication is. To do that. It's, it's too, too late. late. It's yeah. too late. All right, we're going to head over to the Goodyear hotline to get some thoughts on this from Jeremy Fowler joining us there, ESPN NFL insider. Jeremy, we're, we're just having the raging debate that happens all, <laughs> all summer right now with Aaron Rodgers. So in your mind, I'll just start there. Where's Aaron Rodgers end up this fall? Green Bay, somewhere else, or at home? Well, you, I'm killing the vibe here coming in. You guys were rolling there for a good four or five minutes. I was enjoying that. But uh, I, I still think Aaron Rodgers plays for the Green Bay Packers. There's a lot to sort out. Um, but this is a good team. Rodgers has issues with the front office, with the personnel department. That is well documented. So I think the Packers, at the end of the day, can try to adjust his contract. They've already talked to him about doing so. And they can issue maybe a mea culpa publicly. Hey, look, we miscommunicate with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe didn't uh, prioritize him, value him the way we should have. Let's move forward. This is an MVP that you just don't trade away. He's still got three to four prime years left. And so they want to see what they have in Jordan Love. But uh, this is a team that can still win a Super Bowl. They know that. I think they're at least going to try everything possible to make this right. They're actively looking for solutions really right now and have been for the last few months. So unless Rodgers decides, hey, look, I'm going to retire. I'm going to play this out, make this as difficult as possible and not show up for the next year. I think Green Bay still has a shot, but they're waiting this out. Jeremy, they better hurry up because <laughs> when you talk about teammates and different players 
on the team. Now, all of a sudden, there's comments being made by Devontae Adams that he would love to play with his former college teammate, Derek Carr, out in Vegas at some point in time in the near future, possibly. What do you make of those comments? Well, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the game right now, and so he's planting that little seed. He's going to be a free agent in 2022, so he's got to protect his own here and worry about his business, knowing that he'll probably get a deal done with the Packers. Green Bay wants to get that done. The problem is Aaron Rodgers' contract has been a bit of an albatross for them. They haven't really been able to do a lot of moves around it, but Adams is a guy that he's going to be a priority, whether Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love are the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And so uh, he's a guy who will probably break that $25 million a year threshold. He could be the highest paid wide receiver, one of the highest paid non-quarterbacks in the league over the next few months if they can come to an agreement. They've had some preliminary talks, Key, but nothing substantive yet. I think that will pick up closer to training camp. You know, contract talks are swirling around the summertime, headed into training camp, but there's also conversations about Baker Mayfield, whether he's the right guy in Cleveland for the future, Jeremy. I like him. Most people think that he would be overpaid at the quarterback spot. The market is the market. Where are they at in his contract negotiations? Well, they have had just some cursory talks. There's nothing really moving right now. I think this will be slow as well, at least for the next few weeks. I'm told Baker Mayfield is open to doing a deal. The Browns are open to doing a deal. They both value each other. So I think, you know, they'll at least kick the tires and and see how far they can get on this. But this is a bigger discussion about first-round picks and how much teams are simply willing to spend because every quarterback is going to get overpaid, whether you're the fifth best or the 13th best in the league. You're looking at that, excuse me, that $40 million threshold is becoming commonplace. So teams like the Browns have to decide, do we draft a guy, play him three years, and then cycle in a new draft pick at quarterback and just keep uh, you know, using the, the cheap labor that way? Or do we, do we pay the guy that has helped get us to the playoffs? And so the Browns, they want to do that. I don't expect them to go too far with the money because uh, in some ways this might be easier of a deal to do than Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, who could also do deals because those guys are more considered top five to seven quarterbacks right now. Mayfield hasn't hit that threshold yet. So if he's willing to take uh, you know, reasonable money that's in the stratosphere, uh, maybe not Patrick Mahomes' money, but something competitive, then I think they can get it done. Jeremy, we appreciate you, buddy. We'll get into the NBA action next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.